are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get yourself 15% off your next order. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Glad to have you back. It's the end of the week, but doesn't mean that you're that your Spurs are going to be off in the week, and they, they begin pretty much a, a grueling end of their second half season. It begins tonight versus Portland. Then it goes up tomorrow night against the Suns. Yeah, it's going to be like that for the Spurs to close out the regular season. But we'll be discussing the Spurs-Blazers game tonight later on the show. But we're going to start it off with the LaMarcus Aldridge retiring news, get some more uh, thoughts on that, but dive deep into the recent uh, rumor slash report that the Spurs are going to chase Bulls Laurie Markinen. Yeah, our guest is going to love that. He's really going to love the second segment. You know him, you love him. He's James Pledger. Laurie. Here it comes. Laurie. Laurie. He is James Pledger, co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover on ESPN <laughs> San Antonio. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger. James, you know, first of all, you know, yesterday in the Blitz, you attempted to bring up the Lori thing, but it looks like the guys were inviting, weren't they? No, but I'm going to do it again today, and I'm definitely talking about it tomorrow on the Saturday Morning Hangover. So I'm pretty stoked about it. <laughs> yeah, and 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 everybody listening, I will be joining James tomorrow morning to discuss this and a lot, lot more. Probably a thrashing by the Spurs tonight, you know? Hopefully, crossing fingers, maybe Portland's in a bad day. The last I heard, it was Dame time. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) All right, we'll we'll discuss that later. Let's uh, talk about LaMarcus Aldridge, the former Spur, shocked the sports world, let alone just the entire world, when he suddenly announced that he was retiring from the game after 15 years due to health complications with his heart. Um, you look at the situation that he was dealing with, not just this season. This is a, he's been dealing with since he was a kid, since for a long, long time. But according to reports you read out there, this is the the condition that he has gets worse and eh, worse. But you know the symptoms become more apparent as you get older. Uh, James, your thoughts on uh, LMA calling it a day? I mean, good for LMA uh, in terms yeah. of placing his health above that of basketball and his family and his future. Um, I don't know what the long-term and serious ramifications of an irregular heartbeat are, but if they're serious enough for him to consider, you know, not chasing a title with Brooklyn this year, which seems to be poised to at least really contend for one, if not end up in the finals and win one. And that's, if that's a big enough reason for LaMarcus to step aside, especially when it seemed like he was fitting in pretty well up there, then, I mean, good for him. And I, I hope he and his family are able to enjoy retirement um, as far as him as a spur. It's complicated with LaMarcus, unfortunately, because – I don't think he'll be remembered, and as time passes, he may be, but especially while he was here and immediately after his departure, I don't believe he gets the recognition he so truly deserves. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because you're 
following Tim Duncan and you're in his shadow and you were right. supposed to be the one that helped carry that baton into the next era. But everything got sidetracked for him from injuries mm-hmm. to himself to Kawhi deciding that he no longer wanted to be in San Antonio when he was supposed to be the you know, he and Marcus were supposed to carry the Spurs into the future and continue right. this level of excellence that they had uh, grown accustomed to over the last two decades. And everything kind of fell apart at the seams on him by no fault of his own. Uh, but I remember they were nearly perfect for one regular season at home with LaMarcus right. Aldridge here. I remember they were just handling Golden State and the playoffs and look like a team that could potentially play for a title before the whole world changed thanks to Zaja Petulia's foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there are memories with LaMarcus, uh, playoff games against Oklahoma City where he was dominant. Um, just so many things that he did for this city that, you know, ultimately he fell short of what the ultimate goal was for this city. And that's unfortunate too, but I think he needs to be remembered mostly for he was the free agent that chose us. Right. The first one ever to do it. There weren't any, (laughs) you know, other than Richard Jefferson. And for some reason, players that end up choosing San Antonio get vilified. (laughs) <laughs> and yet, if <laughs> I always complains, no one chooses us. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder because why. Because they're no. not homegrown, yeah. then they also get a little bit of it from the fans. And I, I don't know what they want out of their players other than go win me a title and be Tim Duncan, which is impossible because Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward ever to play the sport. Well, I want to follow up on something you mentioned right now about following in TD's shadow. Remember when it was official, you know, 100% sign, seal, deliver, LMA was coming to San Antonio. Mm -hmm. The Sports Illustrated cover of him holding the ball and Tim Duncan behind him with his hand on his shoulder uh, as if he is next and that being LMA. I mean, that is pressure right there to follow in the soon-to-be Hall of Famer, um, well, enshrined Hall of Famer, Tim Duncan. So, yeah, there was a lot of uh, expectations for him. And, and, you know, we talked about this before. You know, his decision to come to San Antonio at that time was kind of a no-brainer because, you know, the field wasn't that great. I mean, Phoenix, you know, Phoenix was not the Phoenix we know now. Phoenix is the one that, I I mean – the Lakers were done. He was also courted by the Lakers, and yeah. the Lakers get every free agent they want. Right. He chose San Antonio over L.A. Well, here's the thing, too. That there was a time when L.A. was a was a spur that on the court you had Tony Parker, Manjinobi, Kawhi Leonard, Lamarcus Aldridge, Tim Duncan. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> Popovich on the sideline. Um, mm-hmm. That was a team, and it was a team that was supposed to get another banner. And as you mentioned, they came up short. You look at his transition, you know, from San Antonio, uh, the, the, the buyout, you know, fans remember that he wanted out one time early in his Spurs stint mm-hmm. and that pop openly admitted that, yeah, that, that was a thing. He spoke with him and um, gave him a nice little pay raise 
and he was a spur uh, up until recently. You, you look at overall his history in San Antonio, I just always feel it just felt more like just circumstances, as you mentioned. Uh, the mm-hmm. big ones you already talked about, Kawhi and, 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 you know, the TD thing. But when you look at just the overall game, the NBA itself changed dramatically, dramatically. I mean, it was the Warriors that changed the game. You know, that's fast, fast-paced, yeah. three-point shooting, happy thing. And LaMarcus Aldridge came to San, San Antonio right around that time. You fast-forward. He goes to Brooklyn. They're trying to do the same thing with Harden and KD and uh, Kyrie. Three-point happy. And, um, you know, it just felt like maybe the game was just changing him to a point where perhaps he felt that he couldn't fit in anymore, even though he did release in a statement that he thanked the Nets for – which, by the way, do you think that was a shot at the Spurs when he said, thank you, Nets, for letting me be me and letting me just do me? I didn't take it as such. It may have been a slight shot, but I didn't take it as that. But you mentioned, you know, his fit with the Nets, and it looked like he was fitting with the Nets in the way that they wanted to play. The problem in San Antonio, which was why he never fit, was they didn't surround him with shooters. Like It's great when you can work from the mid-range, but when everybody on the team has to work from the mid-range, it gets crowded and doesn't work. The problem with the Spurs and LaMarcus Aldridge and everything they were doing was they didn't fill out the roster to complement LaMarcus's skill set. They filled it with Mm -hmm. a bunch of guys who had similar skill sets to LaMarcus Aldridge, and everything became congested. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors, six new ones, including cherry, barcia, carrot cake, apple, almond, crisp. It's everything you need in a protein bar. The quizzes are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and they're great for the health conscious person. I'm going through boxes left and right because they're really that good. It tastes like a candy. Right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get yourself 15% off your next order. Once again, that's BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The best tasting protein bars ever. You wrote something. What did they try uh, and do? They tried to make LaMarcus go become the outside threat, which he had never been before. I mean... When you're trying to force your big out of the lane to open for your guards, I mean, it works in instances, but it helps when your guards can spread the floor too. You all talked about this on the Blitz the other day, that what LMA went through to make his decision must have rocked his world. I mean, it was just so sudden. There was no... Hey, you know, Nets, I had this thing, you know, I dealt with it before in San Antonio, Portland, but we took some time off and I came back. This was a just a couple weeks off. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's done that a couple times, a few times in Portland and in San Antonio because of mm-hmm. the irregular heartbeat. This time he didn't. His rookie season, what... I believe he missed 23 games. Right. Whatever happened must have really rocked his world, James. Yeah, that had to, my guess is it's one of those come to Jesus meetings with a doctor (laughs) where the doctor's like, dude, like it's only going to get worse from here. And the next one could be like really bad. The big one. So, 
you need to start thinking about your future and really, you know, consider your family and your health and your quality of life because the next one could be it. Like I imagine, and I'm just speculating, but if it's enough to shock you when you're about to compete for a title and you know, everything's in front of you and you're still relatively young, a young person in in your mid thirties. I mean, to just be like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. You know, family, just like that. I got to start thinking about that. That's there had to have been something between the doctor and LaMarcus to where it was shocking to him to where it enough to where he had to walk away from everything. Yeah, I looked up some videos on um, what exactly it does LMA deal with, this condition. I don't know the name yeah, of it off the top of my head. something or another. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But the point is, supposedly, uh, it's a condition where your heart um, has X amount of um, nerves that just shoot power, you know, the electricity to keep it going. This thing shoots like an extra. There's like one extra electrical current that fires off and it just throws everything off if it's get, if it gets rapid. And that's where then things after that, it kind of snowballs where then the heart goes into like, whoa, whoa, whoa what was going on here? You know, and it starts trying to re- mm-hmm. recoup and then boom, you have the condition. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, good, good on him for, you know, uh, calling it a day for the right reasons. You know, he looked competitive. He looked like he was still wanting to play. He looked like he found a resurgence he with Brooklyn. Playing you know? well he, he was playing well and fit in with well because, yeah. because – he's surrounded by players that can space the floor for him as well as right. uh, attack the lane. So, I mean, he was surrounded by the right type of guys and it's just unfortunate outside of, you know, that first year where, where he was kind of had those shooters surrounding him. <laughs> he never really got that in San Antonio. And that's part of the, that's part of the problem why I think Spurs fans have the, kind of blase attitude towards him and being a a San Antonio Spur is the team never managed to find the right fit of pieces to compliment him. Instead, they just put a whole bunch of similar pieces around him and it didn't make for a good meshing on the court. Uh, You know, you know, say what you will about his, some of his best moments as a Spur, you know, from every time seeing the Thunder uniform, just going off uh, to Mm -hmm. a couple of game winners he's had. But for me, I think the big moment that I'll remember was more moments was that season where Kawhi was being Kawhi and mm-hmm. he dragged that team to the to the postseason. I mean, I think I correct me if I'm wrong. I think there was even some chatter for MVP. I mean, some votes not getting it, but like he was going to be up there and he just yeah, willed this I team. believe he was in the top 10. Yeah, he he played that of well. MVP and he votes. Yeah, and that was amid the drama. That that's whole season with Kawhi was just drama, just him, to the point where Popovich just gave up and actually told reporters, "You're gonna have to ask Kawhi in his camp now." <laughs> and he got mm-hmm. to that point, and but there was LMA, and he willed that team, pretty much shouldered yep. that team to the uh, playoffs. I mean, at that time, was Timmy still around or no? He had he was done, and that was the same year Parker no, no, no. said that his injury was a thousand times right. worse, right? I believe so. Yeah, Ma- I mean, that's when Manu also came out and you know questioned some stuff too. Like, I we just want to know where he, what is he doing? What's Kawhi doing? But there was LMA in the background, quiet as ever. That was his demeanor, 
and you know just going in, putting in work, and will that Spurs team to the mm-hmm. postseason? So, congratulations, LMA. Um, you know you're you're one of the greatest uh, players to put on that uniform. Spurs and Blazers, little time Brooklyn. To shame you couldn't get that ring, but hey, that Enjoy does not going to define you. And I hey, exactly. Look forward to number twelve in the in the Trailblazers rafters because I have oh, no sure. doubt that we'll end up there. Absolutely. Um, there's there's a there's a, a possible player that I know James is going to want to see wearing a Spurs jersey, and hopefully James gets to be right down the road and see this guy's jersey hanging in the AT&T Center one day <laughs> down the road. All kidding aside, James. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you're able to contain yourself. Well, let me just set up the the, the, the listener here. So basically there was a report from uh, NBA writer uh, Blakely, Ashrod uh, Blakely, um, saying that his sources are saying that NBA, a lot of NBA execs believe that the Spurs – are going to make a solid offer, quote-unquote, to restricted free agent, brace yourself, James, Lori Marketing of the Chicago Bulls. More, James, more, you've been more, on the marketing bandwagon from the jump. What do you make of this rumor report? Do you see something like this going down? Is Lori going to want a payday from San Antonio, or let alone any team that goes chasing after him? Probably. I mean, the payday is irrelevant in a sense because he's a restricted free agent. So whoever offers him, Chicago has the right to match. So but they can poison you have pill it, to though. structure so the, the contract in a way that Chicago yeah. would not want to match it. And according to Chicago at the trade deadline, they don't believe marketing fits with Nikola Vucevic who they acquired at the trade deadline. So I'm not sure they would, that you have to, poison pill it so much just as offer him a fair market contract to to a skill set of i'm guessing somewhere between 15 to 20 million a year right would be my price range uh guesstimate that he would get on the open market if he were an unrestricted free agent so if i'm the spurs i'm not scared to spend that money plus if you lose demar Derozan in free agency like you expect you've already got lamarcus's money off the books uh you've got rudy gay's money coming off the books you've got patty mm-hmm. mills money coming off the books you've got enough money to go out and chase jared allen like we also mm-hmm. heard or john collins who we've also heard mentioned uh, and reports from different execs and NBA writers about them also having interest in. You can bring one of each of them in, solve a couple of issues with two signings, and still have some money left over to re-sign Patty Mills to keep some continuity on that second unit. And here's the thing. I know I've been making a big deal about LaMarcus, or not LaMarcus, but uh, Derek White and DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray both being – the league guard and pop himself saying, Oh, you know, they both kind of handle the point guard. Do you, you got to have one point guard on the floor, but if DeMar leaves in free agency and you insert Lori marketing at the four or even the five, and all of a sudden you've got more floor spacing. I'm not as upset with Derek white and DeJounte Murray playing together. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Hey, look, football may be over, but the NBA, your Spurs, the NHL, they're in full swing. 
BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's simply the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So go to the website right now, that's betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You're getting some of your money back. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and use promo code Locked On. And you can like Kelvin into the three yeah. where Demar was, and all of a sudden he becomes more useful and playing a position that he's probably more suited for in the NBA. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of things that signing of a Laurie Markkinen and a John Collins or a Jarrett Allen, then you slide Jakob Pertl back to that second unit to play right. with Patty Mills and Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell. And you've got two really, really strong units, both of which have two things on it. Defense and three-point shooting, along with interior defense, if you look at whether it's Collins or Allen in the first unit and Pirtle on that second unit. Marketing was the seventh pick in the 2017 draft. Um, uh, for the Bulls, he's currently averaging 15 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, and shooting about 48% and 39% from the three-line. But, the you know, you know I thought the Spurs had this it. guy named Lucas Hominich. <laughs> I thought this, I thought the Spurs have a guy named Lucas Hominich. Isn't they do? Isn't isn't that their marketing? I don't know. Is it? I haven't seen him on the floor in like four games. Yeah, what happened to that? Remember when Pop came out and said that he earned himself some minutes, and then poof, went apparently away. he didn't. Apparently Remember when didn't. Devin yeah, but... Vassell earned some minutes too? Where's <laughs> the where those that? gone? Yeah. Um, but, you know, my thing is like Pop's the ripple going thing. back to his pop way of thinking of young guys can't play. And by the way, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I'm going to get off topic here, but real quick. Go for it. The reason why he's that way, and you should know this, and um, your coworkers over there, the Blitz, and should know this. Who is he a disciple of? Don Nelson. Mm-hmm. Don, he, Popovich is part of the Don Nelson tree. And Don Nelson, Nelson and Larry Brown, right? And Larry Brown. Them two, especially, but more so Nelson, refused to play rookies or young guys when they were head, when they were coaching in the NBA. Refused. And I think Popovich picked up on that, and he's carried that yeah, with them. neither one of them are coaching in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. are they? Yeah. Yeah, well, they're <laughs> old. That's why. One of them's well, growing weed right I now mean, in California. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Pop is much younger than Don Nelson. Right. But... <laughs> Uh, but okay, that aside, um, I look at the Lori marketing thing, and my, my thing is when you, you you know you this season, Bulls fans or the, or the Bulls fan base say that you know get him out of here, you know he's sure. not playing great, um, he's not living up to expectations. Sure. That um, hey, we have Vooch now, get this guy out of here. If, if it was more of a Vooch Lori thing, you think? Bull fans would be like, yeah, keep them both, but they're, they're ready to jettison him. Um, then there's a label of him being soft. What do you think okay. a, a situation where him coming from Chicago to San Antonio in the Spurs system, Popovich tutelage, will do for him? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if his defense will improve or not playing with Pop or if he'll just end up as, in his doghouse. But I'll ask you this right off the top. Would you take 15 points and 39% from three right now from a four? 
Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's what the Spurs I mean, are missing right now. Exactly. It's but, one of the things and, that would open up the rest of the offense. And he's young, and he's still young. And it uh, opened, Having someone that shoots almost 40% from three as the four just unclogs the lane to allow a slasher like Keldon or to allow DeJounte to kind of push into the lane and get their cuts and even DeMar to that extent, like it would just right. open this offense so much to have a threat from out there playing with the guys that they have. And because right now, if you look at their starting lineup, who's their three point shooter, it's not, starting lineup? it's not, not DeMar. DeMar. It's yeah, not Jakob. Kelvin's okay. And maybe he'll get there, but it, it's not his forte. He's a slasher as well. That Derek you probably Derek the is your yeah. main three-point yeah. threat. But at the same time, you've got four other guys that have to be in the lane, and Derek himself loves to attack the bucket. So there's no reason for defenses to have to worry about the perimeter that much. Yeah, I think, I think um, and I had a chance to uh, speak with uh, Kings Luke Walton, and he flat out told me that they, they, they scheme for, um, this, uh, for Kelvin Johnson. He said, like, oh, yeah, we planned against him. And you're starting to see it now. You know, just don't don't give him the lane. Pretty much let him hang out in the mid-range or above. Um, And let's see what he does. So you're starting to see that transition for San Antonio. But here's the thing that with Laurie Markkinen, um, he'll probably have a lot of suitors. And I know the Spurs have a lot of money. Do you think the Spurs sure, should you may have to break the for bank? Them. Yeah, that's where I'm getting that. You know, do they? Were they going to break the bank? I don't think bank? he's going to get max money, but yeah. you may have to overpay a little bit for him. Maybe you give him instead of twenty, twenty-two million a year, or you poison pill it to where he's like twenty-five in the final year or something like that, right? But at that yeah. point, maybe he's a max guy by the end of that contract, and twenty-five a year in the final year is not a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah, the thing with um, the Spurs, though, is that they, you know, if, if DeMar comes and says, you know what, guys, I thought about it, I want to stay. Does that put a crimp on any type of plans to chase Lori if this because report is true? Because you still have the money. LaMarcus, right. LaMarcus's money is gone. Rudy's money is gone. Like, you've still got the money to be able to afford one of the three restricted free agents we've talked about in Lori Markin and Jared Allen or John Collins. And... Mm-hmm. If the marketing thing is true, he solves one big issue. Now, he doesn't provide the defense. Maybe that can be learned, and it's just him being in a system to where it's stressed more, but he at least provides the ability for an offense that has shown the capability of potency throughout points of the season to really expand its game and stretch it by stretching the floor and opening the lane for other guys on this roster that also love to attack the basket. If I'm Lucas Aminich, I'm kind of looking like, okay, the nervous kind of chuckle. <laughs> Here's the thing. He can yeah, you know, because be that on the second unit. I mean, if you but, look at that second unit, you could he can take Rudy Gay's spot but everything you said about to be a free agency. But everything you said about Lori Marketing, and I, I know you're going to say, you know, that was in the G League, but he kind of does that already. You know, what we saw with Austin this past season or in seasons before, hitting the threes, 
mid-range shot, running with the young guys, blocking shots, bringing more defense perhaps. I think the thing is that Luka hasn't gotten a, a legit shot yet, even though he wowed in the Austin Spurs this year, even though he even pulled some compliments out of uh, Popovich. Popovich is just regressing back to his means and not playing the young guys. And I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to have Luca and Laurie I mean, together, but he, something's got to get. It wouldn't. How would that hurt? Yeah. To have a guy on the first well, unit at the four that can stretch the floor like that, and a guy on the second unit playing the Rudy Gay, you know, kind of four or five, you know, that second unit floor spacer and and score. I mean, you're about to lose that with Rudy Gay in free agency in all likelihood, right? Right. So why why would having a guy step into that role be a bad thing, a young guy? So are you buying or selling this report? Oh, I'm buying it. I do believe this okay. because they're going to have significant money to spend. And the actual unrestricted free agent class isn't all that impressive. But the restricted free agents are, and there are a couple of guys, and the two that I believe will be most heavily targeted by the Spurs would be Markinen and Collins, which both provide things that the Spurs need, and both of them seem to be out of the way out of where they already are because Atlanta is already against the cap and can't really afford John Collins. So as a restricted mm-hmm. free agent, if you offer him just what he's worth, I don't think that Atlanta's going to match. And it already feels like Chicago has already started the process of saying they won't match whatever Laurie Markkinen gets unless it's fairly under market value. All right. All right. We'll we'll be definitely keeping an eye on the uh, Spurs and if uh, they will end up chasing Laurie Markkinen. It'll be interesting offseason. But before the offseason can come here, we got to talk about the present and that being tonight's game Spurs Blazers. I uh, got a few minutes left before we got to wrap this up, James. How do you see tonight's game going? Um, the, it pretty much, this is the point now. From this point forward, now it's pretty much murderer's role for the most part for the Spurs. Yeah. Uh, to end it's the not uh, season, going to be a good couple yeah. of weeks for the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, Dame Dame is in town. CJ's playing well, but the Spurs, Yusuf you know, Nurkic is back. Nurkic is back. Yeah. So and they got Norman Powell now in uniform. <laughs> Uh, how do you see tonight's game going? What are your thoughts? I, after the egg that they laid in Tampa against the Toronto Raptors, I it's hard to trust this team. They mm-hmm. finally looked like we thought they could look when they took on Orlando and they handled the team they should have handled the way they should have handled them. But then they back it up with falling flat against the Raptors. Another team they possibly, a shorthanded team they should have been able to handle, but they didn't. And part of it may be tired, part of it, but if it's so tired, why are the young guys like Devin Vassell and Lucas Dominic, you know, guys with legs and youth on their side, not getting more run? Why are these guys regulated to playing so few minutes, if any at all? So I'm at the point where I look at the Spurs down the stretch and if they're playing any sort of good competition, I don't feel good about it right now. Yeah, I, I'm, 
I'm with you. I don't know what Spurs team we're going to get. Are we going to get, you know, the one that came out in Dallas, competed, you know, until the bitter end? Or are we going to get the, the ones one that... in Denver? The second Denver, game in yeah. Denver, anyway. <laughs> you know, we're, you just don't know what's going on with this team. And, you know, you look at what DeMar DeRozan had to say recently, saying how the lack of practice is hurting the young guys. He says that his, in his view, he's seen them make a lot of, like, dumb mistakes on the court. And he's saying that practice is, is, is not viable or as much as um, available uh, this season for San Antonio and the young guys. So are you going to get those kids? Or are you going to get the one, the kids that come out and just play with a reckless abandon and don't care? And usually that's when they usually win. And they, uh, instead of overthinking things, they just come out and play. And I think you're hearing a lot of the young guys say that. We just got to execute and go out and play. And I, it may sound like a canned answer from them, but that's really what it is. It's, I always feel like these young guys are trying too hard sometimes. And it, they step on their feet and instead of just playing their game. And look at Lonnie Walker when he had that dunk. Why Why would it, they be trying too hard? You Could know, trying be to because fit. they're so worried about trying to earn minutes. Yeah. I mean, look what happened when Lonnie Walker had that dunk versus Dallas. What did DeMar DeRozan say after the game? Or Rudy Gay, one of the veterans, said, We've been trying to tell him just be like that. You, you heard Rudy. him say that. It was Rudy. Yeah. He, was Rudy, he was like, yeah. Just be like that. So I think sometimes the young guys get in their heads, but tonight's Blazers game is definitely going to be a, a real, real good test to see where this Spurs team stands, um, you know, against the cream of the crop of the NBA. And it's, it's just like we mentioned, just going to get worse. It's, and then by the way, even if they have a knockout drag out fight tonight against the Blazers and show that competitive spirit to the bitter end, win or lose, guess what, James, they got to get in a, in a flight to Phoenix because they play the Suns mm-hmm. tomorrow night, James. Your thoughts on even that aspect. That was a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some guy named Booker has just, you know, been lining up the league. But, some guy you named know, Chris Paul has turned yeah. into a team. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. But, hey, look, trying to be positive here. You know, you're, you're hoping for the Why? Spurs to get the – just because I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying you to be positive I'm trying my Jeff. best. I'm trying my best to uh, be somewhat half full, half empty in the cup. But uh, we'll see. But, look. Some quick numbers Here, before we put a wrap. You want you want something to be positive about? Yes. They will end up with a decent lottery pick in a loaded draft. Possibly bring in one more person, and they they'll have money to spend in free agency. And if they bring in a couple of guys, all of a sudden the roster is immediately revamped. Yay. Yay. I mean, you wanted a positive and outside of making it into the play in tournament and somehow going on a run to make it into the postseason. I, I don't know what else of a positive to tell you, because this is a team that has refused to embrace what led to them playing so well into the bubble. Some numbers before you put a wrap on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Um, this is not going to add to my positive side, but the Spurs have lost <laughs> two straight to Portland. So there's that. And uh, But the good news is, is that Portland has lost two straight road games. So hopefully that flow will still continue to benefit San Antonio. Um, when it comes to defense, got to watch out for Portland because they recorded more blocks than their opponent in four straight games. Uh, so uh, the Spurs definitely have themselves a tall task. Tonight, what is one thing that you want to just see the Spurs do to just you know, perhaps get the win over Portland tonight? Play some young guys. Give them some – let me see. 
more of Devin Vassell. Let me see some Luka Samanich in non-two minutes down by 20. You know, let me see something that moves closer towards the future. Or if you're going to run the same starting lineup, move Derek White to that second unit. Allow him to control the pace instead of Patty Mills. That way he can go if he wants to go, and he can slow it down when it needs to be slowed down. Like some sort of semblance of change. Otherwise, it just it's the same thing, and you're just beating your head against a wall that – Unfortunately, it's the Spurs' motto about pounding the rock and continuing to do things until it breaks, but this feels really broken. <laughs> That's actually pretty good there. All right, uh, like the that? Spurs, I did like that. <laughs> the uh, Spurs and Blazers will get things going later on tonight, and uh, yeah, it begins pretty much murderer's row to end their season. Uh, but we're done talking. We went on, Oh, you know, but by the way, you got Hayes in the last episode of Locked on Spurs. I didn't start it, by the way. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't start it. It wasn't me. Okay. I it it snowballed though, and I got I got on it, but it was fun. Apparently, I mean, so, it is what it is. Casey doesn't agree with all of my takes, and I'm I'm aware of that. Like I have some ideas of what I think would benefit this team, and they're not going to mirror everyone's. He calls you an adventurer guy. That's what he says. I. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's a good it's a compliment. Oh, but yeah, now we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think <laughs> about LaMarcus Aldridge calling it a day? Uh, share your thoughts and maybe some favorite moments of LMA in action, whether it be in Portland or San Antonio. Uh, we need to know. Also, what do you think about the rumor that Lori Marketing could be on the Spurs radar this upcoming offseason? Yes, yeah, no, Katie. buying, selling. Yeah, exactly. Buying, selling, ignoring, laughing. About that report, we need to know. And, of course, your thoughts on the Spurs Blazers tonight. James, tell everybody about the Saturday morning hangover, the Blitz, and everything you do over at ESPN San Antonio. Join me and Jack Thompson on the Saturday morning hangover every Saturday from 9 to 11 on ESPN San Antonio as we kind of break down the latest in sports like this Saturday, talking about the potential of Lori Markin and what the Spurs future could look like. And, of course, we'll be doing that with you, Jeff Garcia, this weekend mm-hmm. here on the Saturday morning hangover plus NFL draft right around the corner, Cowboys, Texans. We're going to talk about it all as we get ready for, you know, the kind of the meat and potatoes of the spring sports season. Make sure to follow James right now and tune in to the Saturday Morning Hangover and the Blitz on ESPN San Antonio. And by the way, you know, if you want to get more than just Spurs news, then I urge you to check out Locked On Today podcast. It's all the sports news you need in another 20 minutes. It updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And speaking of wherever you get podcasts, subscribe to Locked On Spurs, uh, whether it be Stitcher, uh, Odyssey app, um, Google Play, iTunes. Pick a platform. Locked On Spurs is there. I urge you to subscribe today. So for James Odyssey, Pleasure. That's, Odyssey, that's the A-U-D-I-C-Y yeah. app, right? Not like yeah. O. Okay. Yeah. That's, Just making sure because it yeah, sounds yeah. like there's an O in there, but audio. Odyssey, it's pronounced. Yeah. It's pronounced Odyssey, though, right? Like Odyssey. Yeah, I think it's so. pronounced. Odyssey. Yeah, it is. Well, there you go. Now, now we really beat in your head right there. We're to uh, subscribe <laughs> to Locked On Spurs on the, Audi- <laughs> on the Odyssey app, A U D A C Y app. So for James Pledger, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.